1: Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis, and uh, that was my attempt at a Colt Cabana style intro. I'm joined by Lou Goen.
2: Hello the Wrestle Talk Universe, Wrestle Talkers, the Wrestle Talk community. How are you Oliver Davis? How did you find well at this point yesterday's show? Yeah, so we
1: recorded the fantasy booking yesterday. Why did we have to Oh, you had to go early to watch a horror movie. I did, yes, cuz I'm I'm currently at Fright Fest at the moment while people
2: are listening to this. So I had to run because I had to go and check out the uh, the premiere film of the festival.
1: And it's where you and a bunch of other people in Horror film T-shirts. Watch horror films. Yes, pretty much. Yes, that—that yeah. that is more or less the, uh, the 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 tall and skinny of
2: it. Yes, is that we sit there. And it's a a brilliant festival. It runs over five days. It's usually about. I usually see about 30 to 40 films over the weekend. That's my usual thing. As well. That's Although, so many films. I know, but it's going to be less this year because I'm not there. Well, I haven't been there all day
1: today. and I'm only going to see like the last film today. Okay, so let's take the lower estimation. 30. Mm. 30 films over five days. Mm-hmm. That works out as six films a day. Correct. Are we talking, like, are, these sh- are you counting short films? No, 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 like, full, like, feature-length movies. So 90, well, 72 minutes, I believe, is the Academy standard <laughs> yeah. for a, a movie. Most
2: most of them are 90 minutes.
1: So an hour and a half times six
2: mm-hmm. is nine hours. Yes, and bearing in mind as well, that because I'm there on work purposes, I have to review all of the films that I see as well. So I've got to, I, I, there's the extra hours on top of
1: that to review them god damn what is so out of uh, seeing all those films what's the worst jump scare Uh, you've
2: ever seen what's the worst jump scare I've ever seen Uh, do you know what I mean it's not from a um, uh, it's not from a film I've seen at Fright Fest, but there is a jump scare from a movie called. Well, Sm- that, that, mate, this isn't the question. Though. Well, I can't. Well, that's because Fright Fest doesn't tend to show bad films. I'm Any kidding? <laughs> Carry on with your anecdote. Uh, it's a, from a film called Smiley. It's a dreadful, awful horror movie. Um, uh, it's a, it attempts to be a slasher, and it's really bad at it. Um, but there's a, a jump scare within the first, I want to say, thirty seconds, and at that point you're like. I mean, lads, why are you even bother trying at this point? Like, you've built no atmosphere. The whole point of a jump scare is you're meant to build atmosphere, and then, like, what what were you looking to achieve from this? Oh, we caught a few of you off guard. Like, that's like it's so it's so pointless. You want to set up and payoff,
1: just like wrestling. So I was trying <laughs> to awkwardly yeah. shoehorn it back into wrestling. Tracks. Yeah, because there's gonna be people listening to this going, like, I don't care about horror movies. Why are you talking about this? So I'm gonna do that thing where I'm gonna ask you a question. But really, it's just so you aren't ask me the question in return, so okay. I can then. So yeah. I'm, this is really a long roundabout way of setting up my own anecdote. Okay. So, out of all those horror films you've seen are there any things within the horror films that you could employ in wrestling you go oh that's that would work pretty well in wrestling actually Uh, i mean uh, i can't think of anything but are there any uh horror film tropes that you could apply to wrestling luke i am so glad you've asked me this question well I'm, i'm hoping that you've got a really good answer i happen to have an anecdote so uh not really a horror film but last weekend, so very tenuous I, then. I went to, I thought you might just say movie.
2: <laughs> oh, you said horror movie. You said to ask you the exact same question back, mm. which I did do. Yes. So
1: uh, what I, this is why you're the boss. Usually you don't take instructions that way. <laughs> so, uh, I, I saw a. I went to an immersive theatre uh, thing in Dulston last weekend, which is, yes, as wanky as it sounds. Mm-hmm. And it was based on Fight Club. Great film. Great film. I actually rewatched it the night before. I'm glad I did, because I wouldn't have had a clue what was going on, apart from some <laughs> occasional fighting and let's be honest, overacting. <laughs> so it actually did kind of harm it because I was like, "God, you are not Brad Pitt. <laughs> Instead, you're leaping around doing a very grandiose performance," whereas Brad Pitt was cool. Anyway, so there was a a big bit where everyone stood around. You were the you you, you were the crowd in the Fight Club, and a few people started fighting you know initially it was like i know they're obviously plants but i'm also confused and i feel like some people have just started fighting in the crowd it was done very well very realistically by far the best thing in the whole whole show but that's because the rest of it wasn't that entertaining unfortunately but the 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 choreographed fight scenes were really really good and they used like they'd have a punch it looked really good i was thinking about it from a wrestling perspective i'm really into this And then they had blood all over their mouths. And I thought, hot damn, that blood capsule in your mouth looks really, really good. And it has suddenly brought this pretty deep, like, well-choreographed fight. As soon as I see blood, I'm like, oh, it's like a primal bit in my brain goes off. And I, oh, yeah, I'm going to rip my shirt off. I'm going to punch this woman in the face. (laughs) You know, just random things. And uh, it unlocked an inner rage in me. And I thought, God, I do miss... Blood in wrestling, but on the flip side of that, I don't think it's a good idea to genuinely cut each other, and you know, Mm -hmm. because that's that's it. It doesn't sound right, does it? You know, like back in the day when people were getting hit in the head with chairs all the time, no one's like surprised that now everyone's got really bad head injuries. No, it was always like, yeah, that feels like a bad thing. Yeah, same same with blood. As, As fun as it is, it's not a good idea, especially for a publicly traded company. But blood capsules, you get the image of blood in a totally safe way, and it looks so good live. I just, yeah, what are your thoughts on blood capsules? Well, I mean,
2: they can't do blood anyway because of Mattel. Sure, like, sure. Like, that's the thing. It, it, it recalls the, um, the Samoa Joe Finn Balor match from TakeOver over WrestleMania uh, weekend yeah. a couple of years ago. like Because Joe got busted open with, like, the first minute and a half. And then the, the crowd were going, FPG, FPG. And Dave Meltzer on Wrestling uh, Wrestling Observer Radio was like, PG's not the problem. You can have blood Mm. in PG. It's it's the Mattel deal. It's because Mattel is a family-orientated product uh, provider. They make toys. They make Barbie. They make Hot Wheels. They do all this sort of stuff. So they don't want to have a product which has blood in it. So even with blood capsules, you still couldn't do it anyway. Now, removing the Mattel argument aside... Would I prefer blood capsules? I do. I do miss blood in wrestling. Mm. When I've gone back and watched like some old pay per views and stuff, when doing research for weekend videos that we do here on Wrestletalk, or just you and I just sitting in the studio just watching some some good old fashioned wrestling, some mm. graps, some graps. Uh, I do think that blood can add add to it. I think it was overused at times. Yes. Um, I recall the, uh, the, the Armageddon Hell in a Cell the six man Hell in a Cell from 2000 when Rikishi got thrown off the top well you say he got thrown off he more or less got pushed yeah. off, the, off the top um, but like within that within the first couple of minutes every lad in there was bleeding, and a lot of the times you didn't even see how they end up uh bleeding because mm. there was so much action going on, it was quite a frantic match to watch, and I think when like all sixty you' bleeding that when it that's when it starts to lose some emphasis, yeah, so blood really should be used for special occasions. I think that's why now, like when you had the Randy Orton Hardway blood at SummerSlam last year, you're like, Oh man, felt real, felt real, yeah, yeah. and like Undertaker and Lesnar have done it a couple of times as well, and I think they've met, more or less just paid fines. was it John
1: Cena and Brock as well?
2: Wait, there's a common denominator in all of this. <laughs> there is, yeah. Because Brock
1: just hit people.
2: Well, I think Lesnar is just like, we need blood in wrestling. Yeah. And uh, McMahon will just go, no, if you bleed, to pay, you have a fine. And Lesnar's <laughs> like, I'm I'm literally minted. I I'm literally... Uh, <laughs> I don't care what you say. <laughs> I literally poop money. So, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, and when this goes... Speaking of pooping money... When this podcast goes up uh, For regular, uh, uh, regular people mm-hmm. um, The Mayweather-McGregor fight Is mm-hmm. tonight What are your thoughts on it?
1: Well I had, a, I had My latest Turkish barber trip I'm sure everyone's excited to hear about Number two And uh, I was asked by uh, Because this was the hot topic of conversation In the barbers when I was in there And they were like What a proper man conversation yeah, yeah. What do you think boss? Mm -hmm. I'm not in any way employed there (laughs) I don't know why they call me that It's a a term of endearment endearment. Uh, And they said What do you think? And I said Oh I don't think there's any question about it Floyd Mayweather's going to win and everyone was like
2: no what do you mean no yeah, course, exactly.
1: yeah. well i think um everyone is drinking the Kool-Aid of Connor oh that's that's how good connor is like i hate he's connor mcgregor but that's into but this. This. Yeah. i can't stand connor mcgregor but that's how good connor mcgregor is at, at playing that character yeah and there's there's all those like the the leaks from floyd mayweather's camp which are like oh he's He's looking. Um, he hasn't been training well. He's been knocked down a oh, few that's times. So good, and like, it's just to get people putting they money on Conor. Working
2: this yeah, yeah. so well, and like I saw, uh, McGregor was. They did their last press conference yesterday, and I was watching the the recaps of it on on BBC Breakfast this morning. Mm. And McGregor's there going like, "I'm getting quite annoyed at the at the pundits and analysts saying that this is a joke and it's not a real fight. This is a real fight." We're going to go in there and have a proper fight. And I'm like, you're so good at working, everyone, because this is a gimmick, Connor. And you yeah. know, it's a gimmick. Everyone involved knows this is a gimmick. And it's so good that you've managed to like it's it's more pro wrestling than pro wrestling. Yes. is.
1: Well, you've, you've seen the belt. Yes, I mean, they're doing the it for, money belt. They're literally doing it for the million dollar belt.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah it's
1: fantastic. As They've
2: soon, created their own belt. If you know, see as this. soon as they introduced that, I was like, "This is even more of a gimmick now." It's more yeah. pro wrestling than pro wrestling.
1: What has happened to the world? This is what's happening in boxing. Trump's the uh, <laughs> WWE Hall of Famer is the president. Uh, we're, we're taking it. The
2: Rock's going to be running for yeah. president later on. It's, uh, I tell you what. When they announced the McGregor Mayweather fight, I did. You know, there were a lot of UFC fans that were really, really upset. Mm. really upset at the being announced and I did was want to, like, just like a few of them who were very snarky towards wrestling and just being like, you can't ever say that wrestling is a gimmick now or, or staged and fake and predetermined because, let's be honest, mate, your top guy is going into
1: a what is essentially a worked fight. I think you can definitely accuse wrestling of being predetermined.
2: No, but saying it's bad
1: because oh, of that. Oh, right, sure, sure. Oh,
2: no, you, get, you, you certainly couldn't say that, like, it's predetermined. Because, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's still real to me, damn it.
1: What I think is great about Connor, and I reckon as well, what's happened in that interview that you've seen him in. He has worked himself up so much. He's... For right now, he doesn't think it's a work anymore. (laughs) He's worked himself into a shoot. He's worked himself (laughs) into a shoot. But for the purposes, that's like how upper level Jedi he is. Yeah. he's He knows... I have to believe this if I'm really going to sell everyone else on it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That's how great Conor is. Well, we spent a long time talking yeah, about Conor. that. Yeah, that was a long one. This might be our longest podcast intro ever. That was a double anecdote, that's why. Had a bit of fright fest in there. Yep. I wanted to talk about my anecdote. To be honest, thought it would go down better, didn't <laughs> <laughs> that's a good, it? It led to a good discussion yeah. about blood, though. Yeah, well, you know. So let's read some reviews and get some cheap pops out of there. We've uh, We've discovered that there's a separate UK section of iTunes, so we're going to read out some uh, positive reviews from there. So Connor Curran says, "Excellent and consistent entertainment. Five stars. Armed with knowledge and great articulate ability, Ollie and Luke provide excellent analysis of WWE and other wrestling products. They have a habit of going off on a tangent. <laughs> what? What? And you guessed it by the name, rambling." Or actually, dot 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 rambling, mm. he writes. I wonder if Randy Orton is aware of that one. But this only adds to the atmosphere and provides a real sense of grounded, down to earth reality. It doesn't come off as a podcast, it feels like two friends having a conversation about wrestling. Holy moly! <laughs> Luke just clicked the see more button on this review. That's it's, I mean, thank you. I'm not going to read all this out, but it's uh, <laughs> let's skip to the end, as Sean of the Dead would say. Or spaced rather. But overall, exi- excellent entertainment nonetheless. Uh, would highly recommend this podcast and their YouTube channel for entertaining conversations, skits, videos, and daily news updates from the weird and wonderful world of professional wrestling. Thank Woo! you, Connor Curran. Connor, Connor. Sorry we had to ellipsis, ironically, a lot of your. Um, Review there. Serial Is has a much more succinct version. Says, great podcasts. I'm just here for the cheap pop. Nah, brilliant podcasts. And keeps me entertained at work. Keep it up. Woo!
2: Serial! Serial! Yeah,
1: and finally, from Rocket underscore Dan Wilkins, Swaft Podcast. Great podcast from Ollie and Luke. I've been watching the Talk Ramble videos on YouTube for some time, and I think these work just as well on podcast. Keep up the good work guys yes cheers rocket dan wilkins so let's get on with the show
0: one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes
2: nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt
0: until you tried it on same goes for your health care
2: how's your day been
1: my day's been good it's been a bit scary though man because now that zombie beach ball is in the studio i'm we have to be very careful about how the doors are locked like it's almost like an airlock function isn't it we open one door we scout out the area we move into that room close the door behind us and then feel our way through the next room. It has been causing quite a bit of havoc around the oh, studio yeah.
2: today. Uh, could not get rid of him while I was editing, and, and it, it caused my computer to crash several times. Yeah,
1: I don't know. I don't know how he knows that because when he writes, on, I've seen him reply to a few comments. Very rudimentary English, mm-hmm. all in capitals. So yeah, I don't know how to get rid of a zombie beach ball. If uh, only Cesaro was I was going to say around. we
2: need to bring Cesaro, and he's the yeah. only person. Or just like b w w and just ban them outright.
1: Yeah, all pool related paraphernalia. <laughs> that is what what a what a ridiculous thing. To, I love to ban. that because what are you what are you going to bring? Water wings? Yeah, it's just. I mean, they're covering their bases. Fair play. You don't want a whole inflatable slide bouncing around <laughs> the uh, or a bouncy castle going around the crowd. Yeah, it reminds me. I because when we got in trouble at school. Our teachers would write in our homework diary The specific reason that we were in trouble for Mm. And I was a pretty good kid But I was also very cheeky And uh, I had to show my parents Because your parents then have to sign off That they've seen Mm. the feedback And uh, in a Spanish class I was told off Spanish class? How posh are you? We were a language school Uh, Bueno (laughs) Uh, that, That was genuinely written down uh, Oliver was told off today for singing too loud. <laughs> I, just, I just thought I'd sing all day in that class to annoy the teacher. I
2: was uh, I was thinking a lot about our beach ball discussion mm. from Wednesday's episodes. And, um, you know, you and I have talked about this before when we used to do the, the Flickering Myth podcast, that we used to have arguments, not arguments, but discussions on the podcast. Yeah. And then we would finish the podcast and then go our separate ways. And then on that separate way, you're like, oh, I should have said this. Yes. Oh, I just remembered a point that I should have made. But it's too late Have now. you come up with some points? Well, no, it's not that I've come up with some points. I thought of something today while I was in the shower. Mm. Um, just, you know, I was there. Just watching, thinking about me. Just washing my bod, thinking sure. about you. sure. And uh, it was it's a comment that you you have made several times where you're like, the audience is treated like, uh, you have to treat the audience like a toddler. Mm. It doesn't know what it wants, mm. so it just screams things. And like, yeah, and like a toddler, it just does things for attention. And yes. That's all these people are. They're just looking for attention. They're the same, I nearly swore then, they're the same people that chant, we are awesome. No, you're not, mate. You're not. You're not awesome. You're putting yourself
1: over. We can't do this whole thing again because no. you can't have it both ways. You can't say, "Oh yeah, we want them to crowd. We want the crowd to cheer certain people. Yeah, we cheer want them so to people, boo others." Themselves. Well, you know, just that. The... Yes. Anyway, that's, anyway, that's a whole other topic. Uh, today, of course, as we've already outlined in the intro, is another fantasy booking warfare. And it was a Ooh.
2: tricky one.
1: Like, yeah. Like. Okay, was well, So. Okay, so Ollie texted me yesterday with like a, a
2: suggestion of ones that we've had through from from uh, from our Patreon backers and from the Russell Talk Universe, and I put forward the one that I would have liked to have done, but you suggested we do this one instead. And then I got to the studio today, and you said, "Oh, I've just thought of a brilliant one." Have you thought of anything? And I was like, "Oh no, I was I was writing today's new script." And I'd, then, uh, hang bearing on. in mind, I had already written my new <laughs> script. So it's not like oh, yeah, okay. it's different there. No, no, I oh, know, okay. But then like I had to I had to re-record my new script. I then had to uh, took me ages to edit the thing as well because I had to do a lot of uh, sound mixing on the damn thing. Mm-hmm. And then as I was like we were, uh, I would do two newses. <laughs> yeah, you got someone editing yours just just for the record. Just an FYI. It's the boss, isn't it? <laughs> you boss <are>. delegate 12. <laughs> And then you do work harder than anyone else here. And um, I uh, so basically, just to clarify, I wrote mine 10 minutes before we came in to Mm. record this, more or less down to the wire. And it's not just because uh, I I had quite a lot on today. It's also because I couldn't think of anything.
1: Yeah. It was really hard. Well, this is different to ones we've done usually. But last week we both said, or we came up with the idea of we haven't done a fresh retroactive booking yet. So we mm. both said, let's see what happens at SummerSlam, see what the big angles are. And maybe we can come up with something where we you know, to like, steal a phrase House how WWE, WWE should have been booked yeah. to, to to do the a successful thing from another channel. <laughs> because everything else has been fantasy booking in the future or stuff a while ago. This was this was our first retroactive booking. Mm. And uh, yeah, but Bobby Roode's the main roster debut was the one that we That's liked the most. Well, 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 you liked the ROH invasion. I liked the faction. ROH invasion. I thought that was
2: I, and I still think we should do the ROH invasion yeah. because I think that'd be a really good one.
1: Yeah, let me catch up with NXT. Well, that was first. it. Because, okay, so the reason why
2: we've not done the uh, the ROH one is cuz Ollie said of his own words, I don't watch NXT enough. I don't know the characters.
1: Not all that. I just I, I wouldn't feel confident because I think that sort of storyline Really needs the whole of NXT under threat and all these minor characters playing into that the end bit, which I would be at an unfair advantage of because maybe a disadvantage, disav- unfair advantage, yes, a disadvantage. <laughs> Cake and eat it uh, because. <laughs> but because I don't, I'm not as oh fair with all of those people as you are yeah. Whereas Smackdown, we both watch every week That's
2: very true, isn't yeah that, Quite a few people uh, commented on the, uh, the the cake and eat it uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so surprised that that many people picked up on Such an innocuous point of, of mm. the ramble Well, uh, now,
1: now we understand but that, it better. Actually, do you
2: know what? When I read one of the, uh, the, the the things, I was like Oh, it's because it's the wrong way round it's, it's eating your cake and having it You can't like eat it but then still have it. Mm. I suppose it works both ways. But I would still argue that what else are you gonna do with a cake other than eat it? Well, maybe maybe unless
1: you're Vicky Guerrero, she wears them all the time. I was gonna say present it to Paul Hollywood. <laughs> for That's the, a g- For the Great British you Bake Off. You really are excited for the Bake Off, oh, aren't am. you? I, I think when a, is it? It's next Tuesday that starts. Man, have you watched the BBC? It's, it's wrestling for uh, pastries. <laughs> have you seen the BBC's replacement of Bake Off? I haven't seen any the, any trailers. The, the no. Great
2: British fam- It's already started. Uh, the Great British Family Cook Off, I think it's something like that. Yeah. What
1: with Mel and Sue no. and Mary Berry?
2: No, no, it's with um, uh, uh Nadia,
1: Bake Off winner Nadia, and Zoe Ball. Not into this. No, no. I, I, I think they no. filled in. Uh, oh, that's that's all I want. Although, have you have you
2: heard the scuttlebutt, the rumour and innuendo, so to speak, that apparently he doesn't eat any of the cakes. Really? Because he was worried about putting weight on. Ah, so oh, what a vain, glorious. Man. <laughs>
1: well, being thin's his thing, isn't it? Yes. Well, we should probably not talk about uh,
2: cookery shows <laughs> yeah. too
1: much, uh, <laughs> but we should we should get on with Bobby. So shall uh, because I won the last one, you said which did. was uh, what was that? Um, oh my god, that feels like ages. And it was a real. Bad it was a real whitewash as well. Like, you proper, like, beat me hand over fist. What was it? I can't remember what the last fantasy book in Warfare was. I mean, we could easily check. Was it? No. I was going to say, it was you want you want to do these. Was it the Shield reunion? No, because no, I, I,
2: I won Not the Shield that. reunion, didn't I? I just wanted to bring up the fact that I won the yeah, Shield cheers.
1: reunion. Oh, was it Corbin's cash in? Yeah, Corbin's cash that's in. It. That's the one. Yeah. Which uh, WWE where you, wait, you ruined, the, ruined the Royal Rumble, but made Sami Zayn champion. Oh, go you, all won. you need to do. <laughs> A spoiler for the Rude storyline: <laughs> Sami Zayn's going to be champion. I'm going to debut loads of NXT guys <laughs> and Mystery Men. You can't criticize me for that because your Shield <laughs> reunion was pretty much. Adam Cole and Bobby Fish, going <laughs> uh. So here we go. Here is my Bobby Roode main roster debut pitch. And as always, I will be looking at you, not at your notes. Not at my extensive notes. That's just to give you a, a scroll down. Oh, it's another it's long pretty, one. I always think, God, I haven't. got This is a, a relatively simple debut. Uh, I won't write much on it, but then I end up. I, I'm just. I'm too stickler for detail, so I have to describe each behind-the-scenes segment week one two three four okay so let's get into this first of all i'm going to outline my aims which are make people boo bobby rude despite him having awesome entrance music one might say glorious get aj styles mega over he is already uh, but hopefully more and build an up-and-comer so those are my three aims i, I thought also just for the sake of ease I have pretended there is a four-week build to the next SmackDown pay-per-view, which is Helena Cell from SummerSlam, when in fact it's about six weeks. <laughs> in the six weeks I think yeah. October 8th. I think it's I actually think... more than that, because uh, I think No Mercy is in five weeks. Right. So, yeah, it could, could be even longer. Um, so here we go. My pitch for Bobby Roode's main roster debut. Week one, post-SummerSlam SmackDown, so two nights after SmackDown, AJ Styles we we still that bit plays out AJ Styles comes out and he says I'm gonna issue I'm bringing it back the US Open Challenge United States title Open Challenge come at me who's gonna come down so we already saw that but as a lot of people pitched and it would have been a really cool idea Bobby Roode's glorious music hits, that lovely piano rumble. The crowd goes wild. Bobby walks exactly the same way how he did for his Aiden English match. But, you know, this is a much bigger deal than a five minute back and forth match, it seemed, with Aiden English. The crowd are singing along. Roode is baby facing it up. Crowder crowd are loving it. He's got great entrance music, as I've said numerous times. I was listening to Glorious on repeat as I wrote this. Uh, It drove me a bit insane, actually. I'm a bit sick of the song now. I never thought I'd say that. But that was was my playlist for this. And Rude's baby-facing it up. And he squares up to Styles. You know, like a proper fighting baby-face uh, competitor. And he says, he gets on the mic and he says, I've dominated NXT and now I'm here to make SmackDown glorious. Of course, all the crowd do that along with him. AJ says, you know what? Let's do this right now. So, yes, the crowd are getting excited. Everyone's jumping up and down. The referee does the thing where he grabs the US title off of AJ and goes over. He's, he's going to call for the bell. Rude has his robe. He's bouncing up and down, amped up, ready to go. He takes off the robe and he's wearing a suit. <sighs> he's wearing his corporate suit. And uh, he AJ's confused. Hopefully, the, the crowd now is booing. This was, you know, this is the mm-hmm. first. I'm going to give you something, but I'm taking it away like a, like a heel does, or as AJ wants to give the crowd what uh, what they want. And Rude says, I don't give my title matches away for free, especially not in Brooklyn, because you guys haven't got any money. Bit of cheap heat there from the hometown crowd.
2: Your local sports team.
1: Exactly. And Rude, uh, well, you need to really get use every trick to make mm-hmm. people oh, boo Bobby yeah, Rude absolutely. out of the gate. And he, like... I do think he's much better as a heel than a baby face. Uh, 100%. It's just the problem is he's got such awesome entrance music. Uh, so Rude, Rude reveals that he has already been granted a US Championship title shot. And it's going to be at Hell in a Cell because that's where he has his title matches. He has them on pay- pay-per-views <laughs> where you have to you know, network. It's a bit of a grey area. Uh, but that's one of the conditions he came up. So So that's why he's here from NXT now. And um, yeah, he he says to AJ, I'm not good with your stupid money losing open challenge gimmick, giving fans what they want rather than what they pay for. Uh, you probably won't even be champion by then. So, you know, he's, Bobby Roode's pointing out I could be fa- it's, I'm just going to shot the US title. But you've got to face someone every week going up to it with your open challenge. You might not even be the champion by then. So screw you. Styles is like I'm going to wrestle for New York anyway crowd are going yeah we're going to get a match and uh, the challenge the challenge still stands to everyone in the back AJ says now throughout the rest of the night rude is seen no no audio or anything just talking to various mid-carders backstage you know and it's it, it's implied that he's conspiring to do something to styles now the the whole the whole idea behind rude here is that he's got he's the money character he's the corporate guy Uh, and Rusev comes down in the main event to challenge AJ after AJ's like, who's going to challenge me? Rusev crush, Rusev matchka. He comes down, they go a good 15 minutes, AJ's down, and then Rude walks out, not to his entrance music, just walks out in the suit with a briefcase. And not a Money in the Bank briefcase. I was going to say, not the briefcase. Just a classic leather... That's a contract. That's that's where you're making the mistake. Just a classic business leather briefcase. And Rusev gets Styles in the camel clutch. It goes on for ages. AJ scrambles to the ropes, gets his hand on the ropes. Rusev pulls him back, gets him in the camel clutch again. Styles again gets the ropes, but he's holding on this time. And Rude is just looking at Rusev and nods. And Rusev... Yanks back as the referees finish the count. Referees like DQ, DQ, call off, boom, boom, boom. And loads of people run down to, to try and get Rusev off AJ, but he's not letting go. He's just yanking back even further. After a very long time, he lets go, and he walks off and gets the briefcase from Rude and walks off to the back. Of course, the implication is there's a lot of money in there. Rude has a lot of money. He can pay people off like that. The commentators play up the, the strain on AJ's neck, specifically there in in that uh that angle week two so following week of of smackdown bobby Roode comes out and he's he's in his glorious robe and he says you know what aj styles open challenge gimmick might actually be pretty good for money that's a pretty good uh you know a, l- a good little gimmick there but he's sarcastic about it and then he announces i'm gonna do something similar i've got the glorious invitational and this the the effective idea of this is local talent have to last just 60, 60 seconds and they get $5,000 and uh, the, the idea the idea behind this is just to get over Rude's moves the larger audience don't know Rude, how he wrestles so Rude can just have the spine buster he can win a few times with that and the glorious DDT, gets over his finishing moves uh, for the eventual AJ Styles match of course. Now the ring though is kitted out like one of those big announcement things and it's got you know how WWE announced the cover star of 2K Games? Mm-hmm. So he's got that there as well. And it's covered up um, with, with a sheet of some sort. And he says, but me being the corporate guy. No, he doesn't say that, but, you know, mm-hmm. words to that effect. Uh, I got a sponsor. And you're going to be very excited about this sponsor. The sponsor of the glorious Invitational is, he pulls down the sheet, WWE. It's the, the WWE are sponsoring one of their own wrestlers. Hmm. How bizarre. How bizarre. And uh, the, the idea is WWE has endorsed Bobby Roode. Hmm. Now the jobber comes down and Roode beats him in seconds with a glorious DDT. There's nothing. Meanwhile, AJ says he's going to be a fighting champion. J-B- JBL says, Your pride's getting in the way of your head. Oh, a terrible impression. Uh, You'll get that, kid. Yeah. And uh, Styles, Mike Canellis comes out. Remember him. <coughs> and faces Styles but canellis is, is seen being given a briefcase from rude before the match uh during the match about 5 minutes in not a long one rude just walks down the ramp and canellis goes for a chair you know he's he's not even bothered about winning the title he knows he can't beat aj he's just there to hurt aj that's the implication that rude's rude's master plan uh he goes to hit uh styles with the chair but styles ducks and hits the Pele kick on canellis and makes him tap in the um cut calf crusher for the win. So Styles then gets up and starts mouthing off to Rude over the over the ropes and Mike hits Mike hits AJ with the chair. And then uh and it yeah, attacks AJ and he hits AJ in the neck, back in the neck, you know, when they you bring mm-hmm. it right down. So again, AJ's neck. Oh, ow, that hurts. Week three Rude, uh, in the it's the next bit of the Glorious Invitational. He beats another local talent this time. The guy's like all I've got to do is last 60 seconds. I'm just going to run away from you. Nice. So you did a classic bit of comedy. And uh, Rude, Rude wins easy, though. <clears throat> Immediately after Rude's win, Triple H appears on the Titan Trump. In what is obviously a pre-recorded message. But it's like it's... Uh, every JBL's playing it up like it's live. The heel commentator... Uh, Tom Phillips is like no it's, this is obviously pre-recorded they knew he was gonna win and Triple H is saying things like you you overcame a great match a great competitor that's why the WWE's behind you you're the perfect person to f- uh, front our brand and smack down and be the lead guy going forward and Bobby Roode's just in the ring going yes yes I know even though this is all obviously a, a staged facade um then l- later on backstage Chad Gable mentions how you know I wrestled a decent match against Styles a few months ago. He's talking to Shelton Benjamin, his new tag team partner. Maybe maybe I should enter the invitational. Rude appears from behind him and says, You know, I can either whether you win or lose, I can make it worth your time if you want to do that. You know, he's tapping the briefcase and you end on that shot of Gable like, Huh? uh and in the main event or somewhere in the in the rest of the show an increasingly hurting aj so he's you know he's had his neck caved in by this point luke harper comes down for the open challenge yes aj you've won already yeah no, no hint no hint of rude and AJ's looking around constantly, but nothing's happening. And he just has a, a really good match with uh, Luke Harper. At the end, Styles goes to shake Harper's hand. Harper shakes back. It's all very respectful. Until Harper then yanks him into the big boot. It was all a ruse. He has actually... Oh, yeah, Styles won, by the way. <laughs> we don't have suddenly have a new US champion. That would be a <laughs> bit of a swerve. And Harper, Harper gets a steel chair and sets it up in the middle of the ring. You know, so mm-hmm. it's standard. And Rude walks down, hands in the briefcase, Harper walks off and AJ, you know, he comes to life a bit afterwards. He has a brief flurry, but Rude kicks him and he hits the DD, the glorious DDT onto the steel chair. His neck is done for. Poor AJ. But what? In the week four, he's going to do it again. He's still putting his title on the line every week, despite this lingering massive match with Bobby Rude at Hell in a Cell. So this is week four now. Uh, rude uh, beats a local talent. I've used the classic uh, a, a job, a dress like AJ Styles <laughs> trick. Love it. Uh, called uh, BJ Piles. I've run down <laughs> nice. here. Nice. Uh, wearing a stupid wig. Afterwards, Stephanie McMahon appears on the Titan Tron. Again, obviously pre-recorded message. Thank you, Bobby. We're all behind you uh, for the WWE. And then you get a few little video packages, like really corporate sponsorship video packages of Bobby Rude you know how they've they're, they're horribly shot, like it's mm-hmm. a full-on office environment thing. Really staged talking heads, all that malarkey. And then Rude is seen talking backstage to Gable and Benjamin. Now it's the AJ Open Invitational, and Gable answers. They do have a really good long match, you know, just as just like they did before, but a bit longer. But AJ's selling the neck throughout because this is three, four weeks now of getting his neck hammered in. And then Rude starts to walk down to the ring, briefcase in hand, angry. He's like, why? You're meant to have beaten him up by now. You're not meant to have an actual match with him. And uh, Gable then gets a really close two count, like three count. So, mm-hmm. Well, close two count, that is. And Rude's like, what are you doing? You're meant to take him out. G- and he's like, he's showing the briefcase to Gable. And Gable takes the briefcase and then throws it out of the ring. He's not going to do that. He's a He's a good guy. So they have a really hot ending sequence, but Bobby hits Gable with the briefcase. So it's a DQ win for Gable, which is nice. That sets up another match down the line. And uh, he's screaming at Chad about the money, turns round into a phenomenal forearm from AJ, who who celebrates, but he's still uh, selling his neck. Rude stumbles out the ring. He's walking to the back. Maybe AJ even falls over, really selling that neck now. Now we have it. That was the go-home angle. Now is hell in a cell. Uh, styles is really selling his neck in this match but he puts up a valiant effort against rude and for the finish good old-fashioned ref bump mm-hmm. love me a ref love bump. a ref bump the referees down and, and as, as typical within a united states championship match yeah yeah good point oh god <laughs> well it, this is the only one so far and and bobby calls to the back when he sees the referee down he's like and he calls to the back and a WWE official, not a referee, but just someone who works backstage in WWE. Very important, of course, because the, the idea is the machine is behind Bobby Roode here. He ru- runs down with a briefcase. And like, ah, he's going to use the briefcase to hurt Styles. The employee gets about halfway down the ramp. When Gable and Benjamin take him out, cut, off, cut him off. And uh, they they shout at Roode and Roode shout him back. AJ does a quick roll up, a distraction roll up. But Roode kicks out. A few exchanges, but then... AJ goes for the phenomenal forearm, kick in the stomach, glorious DDT reversal and new US champion Bobby Roode off of that. Uh, And of course, AJ comes out of it protected. He his neck is completely hammered and then he can get a rematch a few months down the line. And you've got uh, Chad Gable thrown in the mix. He's elevated. And I've written here the big celebration on the Smackdown Tuesday night after Triple H and Stephanie McMahon would like endorse him in the ring. And just keep running those over-the-top video packages vince mcmahon saying how good bobby is for the brand mm-hmm. and you build it that way that is my pitch like it just before we get on to luke's pitch i'm sure you're very excited to hear it but you've probably made up your mind already who's won <laughs> uh, which which is me by the way you, you don't think whatever luke says is going to be better although you're looking quite smart. I'm, I'm feeling confident
2: as it was going on I was thinking about mine I was like oh, I'm feeling confident I about fe- this. I felt the smugness
1: <laughs> And I'm worried Because I think That's a good little story It's very good uh, I'm not taking anything Away from yours uh, I think it was very good But I told someone else Who who works here Who's who's a, a big wrestling fan And uh, with a lot more experience In wrestling than us And I told him it I told him bits of it And he looked at me And he wasn't impressed Obviously he was Very straight faced And I said You don't look like You enjoyed that The, the whole sponsorship And the Triple H endorsement And he went I don't like any of it. I was like, oh, what? And then he said how he should be a baby face, and I said you're wrong, Mark. <laughs> I said his name. Uh, okay, so we are just gonna honour some Wrestle Talk Patreon donators. Thank you so all. to those who have donated ten dollars a month or more. So thank you, Jamie. Ring the bell. Uh, Jacko Bomventer. This is. I'm just gonna read them, and you can. Okay. You can hit them. Ben the Aussie Battler. Hole-in-one, Martin Putt. Excellent. Thank you. Razor Ramon Valad- Valadez. Anthony, fly like an angle. That's great. That, I think Anthony came up with that one. That, well, congratulations, because that's brilliant. Andy, put you in the hospital. War. Lovely, love it. Just wrong, David Mergon. Killer, Abraham Kasher. Wall-to-wall action, Dan Wallace. The undead, Sean Whitewalker. It's a Game uh, Game of Thrones reference. Don't understand it. The Auto Man, Garrett Lowe. The Fallen Angel, Christopher Dean. (laughs) Nice. John McBride of Frankenstein. Love it. And the Ram, Ramius. Yes. Should we get on with your one?
2: Yes, please. So my, uh, as I said, I was a bit concerned about mine. I couldn't really think of anything. then all of a sudden, I kind of got it. I'm worried now And then there was a part of me when I was writing I was like oh, I really hope Ollie doesn't do something similar mm-hmm. So I'm actually quite
1: glad that you didn't Because mine's very different to yours Oh that's good because it would have been very easy for us both To have gone yes. AJ Open Invitational
2: Oh uh, Well we'll get to that Okay. Ooh. Okay so Like yours post SummerSlam So SummerSlam has been and gone We are at the Raw after SummerSlam Okay Angle comes out and he announces that he has signed NXT's hottest free agent, Bobby Roode. And they play this big hype video package for him, putting over all of his accomplishments, showing stuff outside of WWE, showing his long NXT title reigns and his great promos. And he's there all smiles and he's like, I've signed the greatest NXT hottest free agent and he's going to debut on this show next week. Smackdown Live the following night. Daniel Bryan comes out looking pissed. He is annoyed. And he grabs the microphone and he says, I do not know what Kurt Angle is talking about because when I was at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn on Saturday night, I spoke to Bobby Roode and he has signed to come to SmackDown Live. They air a video package and he says, I guarantee everyone watching, Bobby Roode will be here next week. So the following roar. Show starts with Angle on the phone. And he's on the phone. going like, "Bobby's not here yet. Bobby's not arrived yet." And he starts looking a little bit, uh, a little bit worried. He then starts blaming Daniel Bryan over contract tampering, tying into real life stories. And then during the show, Angle. Uh, so the, the show carries on. And then halfway through the show, at the point where Rude was supposed to have his debut, we see backstage camera just rushing up to find Angle. Angle is going up to the production truck. And he's knocking on the door to find Kevin Dunn and he just announced to him. There's no real microphones, you just sort of hear him saying, like, Rude's not here, he's not coming. We've gotta to, gotta to change the segments. Just uh, just play the just play the hype package from last week, just play it again. So they play the hype package from last week, and he cuts back to the announcer saying, like, we're very sorry, uh, technical issues, but uh, uh, so Bobby Rude is not here. SmackDown Live. Daniel Bryan comes out, big smile on his face. Because and he comes out and he's and he essentially cuts the exact same promo that Kurt Angle did taking the mick out of Angle saying I've signed NXT's hottest free agent the biggest star in in NXT history and he asks for Rue to come out but Angle's music hits instead. Angle comes down the commentators are putting over Hugh to that Kurt Angle is on Smackdown he hasn't been on Smackdown in over 10 years. So they're putting this over huge. Angle gets in, pissed, pissed, I didn't say pissed to fuck Then that's a different thing. Absolutely pissed. And says that uh, Daniel Bryan has been tampering with contracts, which Daniel Bryan denies. I've not done anything. As they're arguing, boom, (laughs) glorious, Bobby Roode comes down. He grabs the microphone and he says, I didn't agree to sign with Smackdown Live. God, Angle starts cheering, goes mental. And then he says, I also didn't agree to sign with Raw either. Daniel Bryan's going, yes, yes, yes. He said, I verbally agreed to both of you. And the reason why I did that is because I wanted both brands to show me why I should sign with Raw or SmackDown. He said, so I won't be here next. uh, So I won't wrestle for uh, anyone tonight, but I will be around next week and it will be glorious. So, um, Brian says, that's fine. You don't have to wrestle tonight. But um, if you want to, you can sit in the front row and just watch the show Just see how great it is to be on Smackdown Live. Because the main event of tonight's show is AJ Styles' United States Open Challenge. So you definitely want to stick around because that's, that's always good. Okay, next week on Raw. Root is shown in the skybox with Angle watching the show. You know, a lot of Kurt Angle just going like, oh, how great was that? and then after matches just coming up in Angles go like man like, look at the talent we've got here on Monday Night Raw you could wrestle talent like that and it'll be absolutely brilliant we'll make so much money together a couple of uh, heel superstars uh, come out to shake his hand up in the skybox and be like I'd love to have you on Raw it's going to be really great to have you around here Bobby Roode's there you go, yeah, you know, yeah it's all great it's next week on Smackdown Bobby Roode comes out to open the show but he's not here to cut a promo he's here to provide commentary for the show in place of Byron Saxton now, Saxton is annoyed at this. He's, he's furious. He's like, why would he replace me? JBL and Tom Phillips, on the other hand, are just like, shut up. We need, we want Bobby to sign for us. Because basically Daniel Bryan wanted him to give him the best seat in the house, not a skybox, right at ringside watching from the commentary desk. But he doesn't really say much throughout it. That's really good. Doesn't really say much throughout it, but um, the commentators just keep putting over how great SmackDown Live is. Like, oh, look at this Chad Gable. He's so brilliant. You have amazing matches with him. And then during AJ's open challenge, he makes reference to Rude. Next week on Monday Night Raw, Angle's in the skybox again, but this time Rude isn't there. But Angle's just waiting for him. He's just he's like, oh, no, you know, Bobby will be here soon. We're going to watch the show again uh, together. We're going to talk about contracts this week. And then they just keep cutting back up and Angle's sitting there, still waiting for, for Rude to arrive throughout the show. And then finally someone comes up to him, a backstage employee, and just says, um, yeah, Rude's not, Rude's not coming tonight angle's like what why and the messenger says that Rude told him to tell angle that some challenges are worth accepting angle frantically starts dialing his phone the next night smackdown live aj opens the show with his united states open challenge and he announces that we all know you all know who's accepting this challenge so we may as well just cut everything out just bobby rude come on down boom Bobby Roode comes out the commentators are cheering because they have signed NXT apart from Byron Saxon obviously because he's annoyed that he didn't get to do commentary for one night I think he's stupid he was like I think he's great he's the greatest NXT champion we've ever had all this sort of stuff um so Bobby Roode comes out takes off the rope they're just about to have the match just before the bell rings Angle's music hits and he walks out to the ring with a microphone he tells he tells Bobby said don't do this Don't do this. Don't have this match. If you have this match, then it's official. You still have a chance to come and sign with us on Raw. And if you do, I'm going to cancel my planned No Mercy main event of Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar, and I will put you in that match instead. That's how much Kurt Angle wants Bobby Roode on Raw. Bobby thinks about it, and he looks at AJ, he looks at Angle, but he he looks back at AJ and says, no, this match is on. So the match is on. They're having this great back and forth match. But at one point, Bobby Roode is thrown to the outside because Angle was like sticks around outside. Cut Angle comes around and like just sort of helps, picks him up, and seemingly says something in his ear. And Bobby Roode looks at him, and Angle nods. And then they get back in. They carry on the match. Later in the match, referee gets knocked down. Cut Angle grabs the United States Championship and slides it into the ring to Bobby Roode. Bobby picks it up. Hits AJ with the belt, throws to the outside. Kurt Angle picks the referee up and throws him back into the ring. One, two, three. Bobby Roode is your new United States Champion, which brings us to Raw. Raw, okay, so Raw opens. Angle comes out full of smiles. He shows replays of SmackDown of the title win, puts over SmackDown Live as as a show. You should as a, as a great show to watch, but Raw is where the real stars come because he had a plan all along, and he calls out Raw's latest signing the United States champion, Bobby Roode. So Bobby Roode comes out, he's got the belt, he shakes hands with angles, and the plan was all all along was that Bobby Roode was going to cheat and he's going to steal the United States Championship from Raw and start defending it on SmackDown. Sorry, uh, started from SmackDown and start defending it on Raw. So on SmackDown the following night, Daniel Bryan addresses the SmackDown Live locker room and says, look, I know what's happened. I know we're down, we were screwed, we don't have our championship anymore, but don't worry i've got a i've got a plan i'm going to fix this this will all be sorted come to the following rule Bobby Roode comes out and he says that I'm not going to do the United States Open Challenge because this is sort of a bit like yours. I believe that I should only be fighting, defending my uh, championship at uh, pay-per-views. That's where the real money is. And next week, or this coming Sunday, we've got uh, Raw's exclusive pay-per-view No Mercy. And I'm going to defend the United States Championship at that show. So tonight we're going to have a one-night tournament. We're going to crown a new number one contender in that contender Samoa Joe beats, Miz, uh, beats Heath in the first round so he goes through to the finals and then Miz beats Seth Rollins to also go through to the finals so it's going to be Samoa Joe versus The Miz in the main event one of them will become the number one contender Miz throughout the night is going to be like I'm going to be the first person to cr- uh, be dual intercontinental mm. and United States champion so Ruda's at ringside for the main event Samoa Joe's music hits he comes out and he's standing in the ring waiting for his challenger The Miz's music plays but Miz doesn't come out there's no sign of Miz. The music stops. There's a load of silence. Everyone's a bit confused. AJ Styles' music hits, and AJ Styles comes out instead. And we now have AJ versus Samoa Joe in the main event of Raw to crown a new number one contender. Rude tries to interfere loads, but in the end, AJ has the match won, and Rude pulls out the referee. Uh, Daniel Bryan comes out, comes out through the crowd, and knocks down Rude. Um. Uh, and Dex Rude. Joe then locks in the clutch, but there's no referee. AJ, uh, then there's a bit more of back and forth. AJ hits the phenomenal forearm. Daniel Bryan rolls the referee in just as Kurt Angle rolled the referee in to screw, uh, to screw SmackDown, and AJ wins. It's now going to be AJ, SmackDown's AJ Styles versus Raw's Bobby Rude for the United States Championship. And then at No Mercy, AJ wins back the belts. Everyone celebrates, but Rude stays on Raw. And part of his deal to sign with Raw and the reason why he signed with Roy, I forgot to add this uh, little detail in, is that Kurt Angle said he will be number 30 in the Royal Rumble. Hmm, okay. So you still keep Bobby Roode strong, even though he's uh, he's lost the United States Championship, um, but he got the big win, and he was put over like a megastar because everyone wanted Bobby Roode. And he's also going to be number 30 in the Rumble.
1: Well. Wow. Congratulations! I think we both uh, we don't both did pretty well. Very well, there. though. My hand's a bit sweaty from holding that iPad. But what, do you, what do you think? There is a poll now above our heads where you can vote in this. I don't know how podcast people are going to do this. You'll have to go onto YouTube and um and do that do do that. Yeah, you yeah, have to go onto YouTube and vote in the poll should, if you're no, so inclined. No,
2: you go, you go to YouTube and do that.
1: Yeah, you do that. You do that on YouTube. Uh, who who won? Who booked it better, myself or Luke?
2: So Ollie, 24
1: hours have passed
2: since we had our fantasy booking warfare. So how do you feel now? Uh, we you've had 24 hours to reflect, mm. um, and actually we're going to be going a little bit longer on the reveal of the winner because we're
1: recording Monday's oh, episode in advance. Yeah, because it's a bank holiday over here in England, so we want to spend as, as much of that in the sun as possible. Uh, there still well, be for, will- me, for me. I'm going to be a fry fest for, for news. Uh, There'll still be news episodes going up. Don't worry, I'll still be coming in in the morning. Um, yes. Yeah, so. I I said this after we Finished the podcast yesterday I thought that isn't our best work Hmm. I don't think that's like You know that isn't Trio's championship level (laughs) For me at least However I think we're on a level If you win I won't be like Yeah Yeah, fair play We had a really good one With the the general managers getting involved Uh, And and Of course I would say the same about me I I think I built Rude's uh, Thing even more Actually, no, I think I like mine more, surprisingly <laughs> But But I, I've i actually Fooled myself into Forgetting how he's been Booked on the main roster in his debut mm. So I was reading a, re- a review this morning Of something, and I thought Oh yeah, Bobby's already Debuted on the roster, and it Wasn't as good as what me and Luke had Ah <laughs> uh, Because you it... visualize it so much when you're trying to come up yeah. with it You kind of replace what WWE Have already done which Somewhere were, which in my was, head, he baby's already match. turned heel
2: <laughs> To some people, she already has. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, the, the awful
1: boost. But anyway, if uh, because of course this is podcast, you can't vote; that your vote won't count unless you go over to the YouTube video uh, and you can click the little eye on the video, and it will come up with an option to vote. That's how. You know, sorry, it's a little more few more steps for you, but it's just a logistical nightmare to collate these votes any other way. But yes, that that was the awkward pause where I should read out some reviews. That's, That's what the... I'm waiting for. You're leading sorry, this, man. Come sorry, on, you're I in charge you here. Had something else to say? No, no, I'm done, mate. The Kickster says this is great banter. That is true. Keep up the good work, guys. I used to watch on YouTube, now I listen to the podcast. Whoa, World yes. Kickster, but still, you know, we need that YouTube revenue, so maybe <laughs> just maybe just refresh. This just just a few just guys. do both. Just you don't have to watch it. Yeah. Just click on it. Let the ad play through. Give us that sweet, sweet YouTube cash. Uh, Scotty2Hotty... Oh,
2: oh, okay. I thought it was the actual Scotty uh, had come on to to review us. Great podcast.
1: Great hosts. Hashtag SWAFT. Cheap pop. These two keep me firmly engrossed in WWE's subpar programming with their analysis and fantasy warfare. Highly recommend. Whoa. Thank you, Scotty. Do-Hot Scotty, D-D-L, yeah. Do a worm all is. over us. And Connor Dlow finally says. I th- is that Connor Dlow? Connor Dlow could be. Yeah, probably is, actually. Yeah. That makes more sense. And unless I mean his the, name is blow Yeah, but
2: the, the L's not capitalized, so perhaps you were right first time and I interrupted you needlessly.
1: One of my favorite
2: wrestling podcasts.
1: <laughs> How do
2: you feel about that? As I said on the last episode, we're we're not the Astudira podcast, we're, yeah. but we're we're pretty good. We're pretty good, like uh, like uh, pictures from today's fantasy book. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good. I mean, okay, so like uh, there are hundreds of wrestling podcasts out there because any owl bugger who has laced up a pair of boots has a podcast now. Like I didn't know Jerry the King Lawler has a podcast. Yeah, but dinner uh, with the King. Yeah, but apparently he does. So I mean. There are some wrestling podcasts that I do think we are better than. I'm not going to name them, and they're professional wrestlers. Like they, they people know, but they just got like terrible recording mm. quality. However, there are some podcasts that
1: we just we we're just not better than. Yeah, is that Well, maybe one day. Do you think we have to wrestle to get those? Well, to get those, to no, get the stories.
2: No, I feel like if you wrestle, you end up with worse sounding podcasts. Mm. Like Eric Bischoff's one, like the land hosting
1: is popping all over the place. So anyway, back to Connor's review. He says, great lads, don't take themselves too seriously and are enthusiastic about the product. Also recommending subscribing to the Flickering Myth podcast, which is a film one with the same great hosts. Uh, sadly, that's on a hiatus. Yeah. Shouldn't have read that bit out. Yeah. Uh, so but still, cheap pop. Woo! woo yeah, so, Connor D'Lo. Um Yes, thank you for listening, and we'll be back on Monday with the Mailbag podcast. See you. Love you. Bye.